And welcome to our monthly sit-down with the Athletic Director, Trev Alberts, coming up here for the next hour. If you want to be a part of the program, 402-413-2400. We'll talk all kinds of sports for the Huskers. This is the busy, busy month, the crossover season. You've got the fall seasons winding down, the winter sports revving up. Your facilities, your athletic facilities, people are busy this time of year, Trev. Yeah, you know, Greg, I've uh, I've been here over the late at night, obviously. I've been here over the weekend, and uh, it seems like I'm always hearing, you know, hammers going, and, and they're working hard. Uh, really appreciate the work that they're doing, you know, and uh, really confident, again, that uh, we're going to be ready for the football team to move in next summer um, when they need to. Obviously, there's a critical component to that in terms of when they move. So really appreciative of everybody's work to, to get the Go Big project done on time and on budget, frankly. They're getting a lot of the it's enclosed. They're putting up windows and stuff so that they can do inside work in the winter months. Yeah, I've, I've watched it. It looks like they're much more comfortable when it's enclosed in the winter, Greg. Uh, no but I'll tell you what, I got a lot of respect. We actually had a nice luncheon. I got to go meet the workers, and we provided them lunch and, and said thank you to them. There's a lot of people that are working really, really hard. We're grateful for all of those folks for their hard work, and it looks great. It's coming together really nicely. It's going to be fantastic when that opens up next summer. Well, you're, you, you and I talked before the show. That was your first experience at the big house. Yeah, it was. It, it was. I'm surprised I was, by that. Yeah, I just hadn't had the opportunity to go, and, and uh, obviously not as a player and or as a broadcaster, and, and this is my first trip here uh, representing the University of Nebraska, but uh, I've got a lot of respect for, for Ward Manuel and, and for the University of Michigan, and uh, of course Jim Harbaugh was my teammate in Indianapolis, wow. so I, I know him well, but uh, um, you know, lots of history in that stadium, and uh, uh, Ann Arbor's a, a really nice place. We were treated extraordinarily well, and uh, the other thing that I thought was uh, really well done. Obviously, with the unfortunate incident that happened in the tunnel, and you know they have a hundred-year-old stadium too. I was just asking some of the folks there. Actually, their stadium opened literally right around the same time Memorial Stadium opened. So, kind of walking through some of the challenges of an older stadium, just like we have at times here. But um, I thought Michigan did a really good job in, in terms of the protocols, making sure there was enough security separating the two teams. And uh, I think our team and, and our staff felt really comfortable with with how Michigan. Michigan uh, uh, implemented new policies to ensure that that single tunnel, you know, it really does create some challenge. You have a single tunnel and both teams are literally across mm -hmm. from each other. Um, I thought Michigan handled it really, really well while we were there. We had a similar thing at Rutgers, kind of the same thing. Both teams go up a certain tunnel there. And I was going to ask you about the tunnel because that was really, it was an ugly incident that took place a few weeks before with Michigan and Michigan State. Yeah, really unfortunate, you know, and I, and I don't know all the details about it. Obviously, there's some, some legal things that are, are going through. All I know is that the Big Ten Conference uh, takes these things very seriously, and so we're working really hard across all of our venues to ensure that we have the right protocols. You know, we're we are noticing a trend uh, across college athletics. It's not just in football, but there is a much more aggressive sort of nature, both with fans as well as you know teams. And so we need to make sure that we've got a good handle on it. Safety is the highest priority, and and communicate very well with our team. You know, I thought Coach Joseph leading up to it, I know he had. Some, some really good conversations with our team about expectations, how we were going to conduct ourselves and handle ourselves. But uh, uh, all in all, I thought uh, the trip to Michigan, albeit you know, on the wrong end of the scoreboard, um, you know, I thought our team uh, really fought hard, showed a lot of character, and, and uh, unfortunately continued to, uh, to struggle with injuries a little bit, even with our own coaches. So uh, a tough trip, but um, 
uh, it was nice to get to experience the big house. It's been quite a stretch. I just want your thoughts about the way Mickey and the staff have handled it. They've been playing physical team after physical team, and I think we knew even during the summer that this final stretch was going to be pretty challenging for the Huskers. Yeah, it's uh, you know that that's that's the whole point of the Big Ten. You know, I mean, uh, it's November. You know, and you create your team uh, to ensure that you're competitive, physical, and can withstand the rigors of the Big Ten in November. But, uh, you know, I got a lot of respect for Mickey Joseph. I really do, Greg. I, I have been really impressed with his ability uh, to lead during a very challenging time. And, um, you know, these are, these are kind of awkward moments, you know. I mean, when, when you make a coaching change three games into a season, you can imagine, you know, it really has an opportunity to do one two things. I mean, either total chaos and drama ensues, and Coach Joseph didn't allow that to happen. Uh, and, um, you know, I've had, I've had players that have expressed uh, uh, sincere gratitude for, for how not just Coach Joseph, but the rest of our coaches as well have continued to stay very engaged, have worked very hard, have poured into those kids. And uh, it's very, very meaningful to me, and I'm very, very appreciative of our coaching staff, our recruiting staff. Nothing has stopped. They've continued working very hard. Uh, they're trying to do the right things for Nebraska. And uh, I think that really speaks to the character of all the people involved. Well, you've had two months to kind of analyze the program and where you want to go. Where, where are you in all of this right now? Well, you know, first of all, I, I would like to just say, um, you know, I know that it's a bit challenging for our fans and, and for others. As I said earlier, you know, when you make a change three weeks into a season, I knew when we did that that it was going to be hard. You know, we have a lot of interest here, and people are just really interested, which I think is wonderful. But but things are going well. We're, 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 uh, we're where we had hoped to be and uh, um, confident as we move forward. Obviously, we don't have anything to announce here tonight. Um, but, um, you know, just really pleased with the process, really pleased with the amount of data and the amount of work uh, that we've been able to do and, and looking forward to, to the day when we can. I understand it's hard sometimes to say just be a little bit patient, to, um, you know, but um, we'll have to be there as a fan base. But I, I do appreciate our fans giving us the space to, to do what we said we would do. We were going to dive into a deep um, process, a detail-oriented process, and uh, I think we've made very good progress. You've hired, you hired, you announced you hired a, a search firm to help you. What? Tell me about the mechanics of that. How is well, that? you know, a lot, Greg, that what they can do is a lot of it's logistics and, and making sure as they reach out. As you can imagine, in these types of situations, you're, you're dealing with a lot of different folks. Obviously, there's agents involved. Uh, there's multiple agents. Uh, there's multiple jobs that are open. Um, so a lot of it's just coordinating conversations, those types of things. It's logistical things. But it's also things that, uh, you know, they're, they're aware of, of perhaps what some of the other conversations are relative to, to other jobs, other candidates. Candidates, um, you know, ascertaining interest or not interest, um, uh, it, it's it's been very helpful. You know, Todd Turner uh, was an was an athletic director for a long time, did multiple searches himself, and then he's also leading a group, an entire team. Uh, so so I'm I'm really grateful to Todd and to CSA. I, uh, they've been a great partner in this process. Uh, you know, but certainly there's a limitation. You know, they they they're not interviewing candidates. They don't talk to candidates. At the end of the day, again, it's just mostly about logistics. Sure, you've gotten a lot of suggestions. Has your inbox been busy? 
Yeah, you know, um, we have had a lot of suggestions, and you know, a lot of them are very good, frankly. And uh, I'm very interested in it. Uh, I'm the kind of guy that likes to gather as much information as I possibly can, and and try to utilize all the tools we have at our disposal uh, to do the very best we can um, and do the work. At the end of the day, um, it's the one thing that that I can control. Uh, I can't control a lot of things, but I can control my effort and the effort of our team. And uh, we will do the requisite work needed to. Uh, uh, to do a good process. One thing that you also can't control is you can't force people to buy tickets, but gosh darn, they do. They keep buying. <laughs> I know you have just a handful left for Saturday. It'll be sold out, though. Isn't that remarkable? It really is remarkable, you know, and, and, and I have to tell you, and obviously I don't want to go too far here, but uh, it's no secret I have talked to um, a lot. Of, I told I was going to talk to as many people as I could. I've talked to a lot of people. And, you know, the thing that keeps coming up over and over, um, and and not just candidates that would be not not just coaches that would be candidates for this job. I've talked to a lot of coaches that, that weren't candidates. I just needed to get from them an outsider's view of our job, what our strengths and weaknesses, you know, what what are from their perspective. But every single person I talk to, Greg says, well, you have the most amazing fan base in the world. And I'm telling you, you know, I know we say this a lot, and this isn't just, but. I really believe whoever becomes the next head coach at Nebraska, one of the driving components to it and primary reasons is because of our fan base. And it is, um, it's the greatest thing we have to sell. And so, you know, they're not naive when they look at our program. They know what our record is. They know what, they also see 90,000 people sitting in the fourth quarter against Georgia Southern. You know, they, 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 they see that we continue to be sold out. And we still have a few tickets left, obviously, but I think they'll be gone by Saturday. We'll be in good shape. But to see the fans continue to support us. And don't forget this. In spite of what our record has been, we've just finished raising $115 million for the Go Big project. So it's the chief selling point we have when we look at, obviously, we have a great history. We have a commitment. But we have a fan base that no other school has. And we will, as long as I'm here, do our very best to never take that for granted. Folks, buckle up. Put the phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. You want to be a part of the show, 402-413-2400 uh, with a call or a text. Saturday will also be Senior Day. And this, you know, there's an old saying, once a Husker, always a Husker. These guys have not had the kind of success that they would have wanted to have when they came here on campus. But I know you and, and Mickey's coming in next hour for the football show. You all appreciate how much effort you've seen out of these guys throughout the season. My goodness. I mean, uh, you know, I have so much respect for those young men. I've had a chance to talk to a lot of them. I think we're going to have 12 that are going to walk. Um, there are some others that are going to choose not to walk, just depending. You know, we've got the COVID year, so it's a little bit confusing. Can we get as through to, that finally at some point in time? <laughs> we'll, we'll be referencing the COVID year in 2096 probably. Oh. But, uh, but the reality is, you know, those young men have showed such resiliency. Um, they've overcome adversity. And while this is easy to say now, and hard for them to go through it. What they've gone through is only going to help them the rest of their life. And uh, really, really proud of them. They've never given up. They will not give up these next two games. As Mickey always says, he's right. These young men are going to continue to fight. And we might get into this a little bit later in the show relative to things outside of football, whether it's our graduation success rate or whether it's you know academic progress, GPA. Um, 
these seniors haven't just been, you know, great representatives on the field. They've been great representatives as student athletes, and they've achieved at a high level in the classroom. And, you know, of course, at Nebraska, we're really interested in that total student athletes. We're really proud of them. And so, folks, get in your seats a little earlier before the game because the ceremony takes place usually 25 minutes or so before kickoff. So, and I know you want to tailgate as long as you want, but get in the, for this game, get in there early. That'd be wonderful. Salute them. Let's salute these young men and thank them for all they've done for us. All right, uh, 402-413-2400, the number to dial us up with a comment or question on our Sports Saturday Hotline, which is brought to you by Woodhouse, where you can shop your way from one of the 16 convenient locations or online at woodhouse.com anytime. They've got 18 brands and a huge selection of pre-owned that you can always find what you are looking for with Woodhouse. Back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, it's sponsored by Acres. They are the Midwest premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. It's our athletic director show for the month of November. Trev Alberts here until the top of the hour. Hour two, it's our football show moved up a night because we have men's basketball tomorrow night. Mickey Joseph will be here for the entire second hour. Got a lot of you ready? Got a lot of questions coming sure. in the text line. I'll, I'll for do you. my best, Greg. Uh, can you ask Trev if it's possible to get a microphone to the reporters asking questions during the post-game press conference so we can hear the questions? Yes, um, absolutely, and uh, we're well aware of it. Um, that would be annoying to me too. Um, it's hard to understand what the context is of the answer if someone's asked a question. You don't know what the question is. So we actually have the technology in place, and we're kind of fixing it. Uh, we're aware we're going to get it taken care of. Sorry okay. about that. Uh, Trev, what is one thing you have learned or experiences from the coaching search that you did not expect? Um, well, I, I always expected that there was a deep respect for the University of Nebraska and for what our culture is and what we stand for. Uh, but I think uh, as a result of this process, there is more respect for the University of Nebraska than I even anticipated. And, uh, um, um, you know, there is a there's a deep-seated admiration for the history uh, of what this place has accomplished and for what it can and should become again. Irvin Schuyler, Trev, do you have a not later than date to get the new coach announced? Do you have a date in mind? You know, Irv, I, I really haven't set a specific date only because um, I think you can get yourself in trouble. Obviously, you know, um, I'm well aware of, and as is everybody else, you know, some of the timing here relative to early signing date and transfer portal and all those kinds of things. So, uh, as I said at the press conference, you know, we're, we're not going to rush a hire just to make a hire. At the same time, I recognize that we're, uh, we're moving quickly towards uh, when uh, a decision will need to be made. John in Omaha, this is a thoughtful question, so hang with me here, Trev, as I get through it. I truly do not mean any disrespect for this, but I would feel much better about this coaching search if you could reassure us that we weren't looking for a bargain coach. We're spending $150 million on the new building. I would hope that we would be able to get the best person no matter what it takes. Appreciate what you stand for. Go Big Red. Yeah, I think, I think that's a great question, John, and I think it is very thoughtful. Um, you know, obviously economics are all part of the decision-making process, but I think we've been very clear. Uh, we're looking for the right fit, and, um, you know, we, we're not going to make decisions based on uh, who we can hire to cost us the least amount of money. At the same time, I do take very seriously uh, being a good steward of the resources at the University of Nebraska, and uh, I feel very confident that uh, we'll have the resources we need to hire the very best coach and the best fit for the University of Nebraska. Carla says, good evening, gentlemen. I know we're proud of the sellout streaks in football and volleyball, and we should be. Are there plans with the new construction to also remain, promote, honor that we lead uh, the athletic world in academics? 
Oh, well, I can tell you, Carla, I can promise you the one thing that we won't do is ever stop bragging about how well our student athletes do in the classroom. And uh, I've mentioned our fan base as a differentiator, but it's also pretty cool to walk around and see all the top six award winners, to take a look at all the academic All-Americans. You know, that's, it's a, a real source of pride. And uh, um, the University of Nebraska will always make it a priority to do the very best we can to present our student athletes, not just as athletes, but as students as well. And uh, we're very, very proud of that. Dorothy Lynch, Homestyle Light and Lean Dressing, Endless Flavorabilities. That leads us perfectly into an announcement that came out yesterday about GSR, which is Graduation Success Rate. Man, this looked good for Nebraska. Well, they do look great, and uh, I take no credit in it. Uh, I can only tell you that I think the numbers bear out uh, the commitment that the University of Nebraska makes to academics. And first of all, I want to thank our coaches for recruiting the type of student athletes that take, you know, graduation and success towards graduation seriously. Uh, I want to thank our student athletes for their hard work. But we finished with 95 again. Wow. Uh, last year was 95 as well. It's the highest in our school history. I want you to know there's 110 FBS schools. Michigan's number one for public universities were tied for second in the nation and a highest graduation success rate. And so I'm really proud of that. I don't normally do this, but if you would bear with me, Greg, yes. I just want to do this. Um, I want to say these names, and I'm probably going to miss a name, and I hope they forgive me, but these are the people that work every day behind the scenes, that they don't get any credit. Many people might not know their name, but it's a real source of pride for our department. Obviously, Dennis LeBlanc, who's been here a long time, he leads this group, and he does a tremendous job. But Kim Shellpepper, Katie Jewell, Alvin Banks, Sherry Hastings, Caleb Hawley, Mike Neiman, Leah Hubner, just some of the few of the folks that are down there working every single day to serve these young men and young women. I want to say thank you to them and I want to praise them for their hard work. This is a real source of pride for me and a source of pride for this institution. Thank you. And I think they, in turn, would want to thank the coaches because That's right. the coaches need to motivate the kids, go down there and get your work done across all of your sports. Well, that's right. I mean, you need a coach to help sort of back up what you're trying to tell the students. And so that's what I mentioned earlier. Our, you know, our coaches are all in with our academic staff. This is a really important thing to the University of Nebraska. And by the way, we don't have student athletes are all in one major. We have them all across in some of the most difficult majors at the University of Nebraska. And so um, I think the University of Nebraska continues to prove that you can compete at a high level in athletics and still um, you know, be a real leader in terms of academic support and academic success. Very good. Well, congratulations to all those people that you mentioned. They do amazing. And they are here so many hours of the day. They'll meet them at 6.30, 7 o'clock at night if they have to. to to make sure they're, they're dealing with their student-athletes. Greg, they're servant leaders. They literally would do about anything they could to serve these young people to help them. And uh, that's what makes Nebraska, Nebraska. That's what makes our family a family. And I'm so very grateful to each of those people. Very good. Well, we wanted to work that in as well. Carla mentioned the sellout streak at volleyball. We give so much attention to football, rightfully so, but 300 last week for the Iowa match. It's pretty remarkable. And, uh, you know, John continues to, to do such a great job. I know they had a little dip um, a couple days ago against Ohio State. Ohio State's a really good Very team. Good. But, you know, you watch Coach Cook. I mean, we it seems like he does that on purpose. We'll have this little, and right at the end, he always has them prepared at the, the most important uh, moments. But, again, 
again, our fan base uh, continues to step up and, and support our volleyball program and, and uh, 300 consecutive sellouts. I don't know of any other volleyball program that's ever going to uh, accomplish that feat. Some big matches coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Really big matches. All right, 402-413-2400. Need to work a break in. John, well, before we do that, let's go to um, Andrew. I don't know that John's quite in the system yet. We need to pop him on. I don't think it's quite been cleared. So, John, hang on. We'll get to – no, there we go. Let's try John and Lincoln. John, go ahead. You're up with Trev. Yes, I want to compliment Mickey doing a great job. And I've been a supporter for 77 years, and my family has been buying tickets since 1930. And I want to know two things. I want to know how I can support the coach that you pick. But the other question is, I had a family member that had a severe illness, and three doctors tried to take care of it, and they never got it till they did a good search what was causing it. And I think the fans, the old-time fans like myself, would like to know what the problem has been for the last 20 years. And uh, because something has gone wrong, and we can guess and guess, but I think maybe the athletic department needs to put out a white paper. I know you put out that questionnaire, but I think the fans deserve to know what your department thinks caused the problem going all the way back over 20 years. And I appreciate your job, and I'll support you with whatever you do. Hmm. Have a good day. That's wonderful, John. Th thank you so much for your call, and thank you for your comments. Um, and, um, you know, I, I'll be honest, John, I've, I've put a lot of thought into the same types of things that, that you're thinking about, you know. Um, I wasn't always the athletic director here. I'm an alum and a former player, and from afar I wondered some of the same, same things. First of all, your question is how you can support us. I tell everybody the greatest thing you can do to support us first and foremost is buy a ticket to come watch our student athletes, not just in our football program. But there's nothing better as a student athlete than going out to compete and looking up and seeing people in the stands. So continue doing that, I would ask. And I really appreciate your support for so many years. As far as what's the problem, um, you know, the thing I keep coming back to, um, and quite frankly, it's been questions that coaches and candidates in our search have asked the same thing. You know, what, what, what is it? What, what, what's the challenge? And the only thing that, that, that I can come back to is, you know, we, we have all of the brick and mortar, right? We have all of the infrastructure here. But at the end of the day, it comes down to people. It's people. And it's a family. And it's ensuring that the people that you have are aligned, that they're here as servant leaders. You know, I, I, always, I didn't know I was going to do this, but I often have this sort of picture, and I, I read it in a book, that there's two types of people. One type of person has a white napkin on, you know, on, on their arm serving others. The other type of person has the napkin underneath their chin waiting to be served. This is a place that in our best days is full of people that have the napkin on their forearm. And I want to be very clear, I think we got a lot of people here right now that have their napkin on the forearm. But I think it's just that consistent communication. It's that holding ourselves accountable about why we're here. That's why I talk about none of us would have a job if it wasn't for our student athletes, right? And so I promise you, John, that's a culture thing. It's a leadership thing. It's something that I'm, I'm very conscious of and that we're working very hard as a leadership team to ensure um, that we have the right people aligned 
integrated with one strategic vision towards excellence. And that's my job, and I'm going to continue working as hard as I can to, to try to affect that change. Alumni Hall is your ultimate Husker shopping experience with the largest and best selection of apparel, vault gear, and tailgate accessories. Go shop there, too, Lincoln locations or alumnihall.com. Alumni Hall, where Huskers shop. 402-413-2400, the number to dial us up with a comment or question, or fire off a text. More text coming in. We're back with more with Trev coming up. We're back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, sponsored by Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. It is our athletic director show for the month of November, 402-413-2400, the number to dial us up with a comment or question. Bob in Cologne on our text line said, I wanted to share a quick story. Brought my eight-year-old daughter to her first game, the Minnesota game. She hadn't shown a lot of interest in going. Now she wants to go back every week. You mentioned supporting our athletes in buy a ticket i would bring up bring a young person to the game when you can i got to go on the field before the game and got a picture with trev thanks to patrick kelly yeah i uh, i enjoy doing that and um, it, it is really interesting to see uh, a lot of times the parents will say oh this is my son or this is my daughter I, I remember taking that picture and you can just see those young people in their first it's just overwhelming to them you know it's just such an incredible experience and so you can see how quickly for those kids that that type of experience suddenly makes them a husker for life and uh, we need to do more of that not less that's great a couple of texters wanting to know why you have not gotten into coaching uh, well, I, I, I wouldn't probably be a very good coach, um, and I don't think my wife would let me do it. <laughs> Actually, no, I, I, uh, I would tell you that um, I got a lot of respect for what coaches go through, Greg, you know, and the amount of hours and the work that they do. Um, I don't think the average person, you know, they, they just see the game on Saturday either on TV, they think it's a show, and they wait for the next week, right? Um, the average person doesn't know the sacrifice these coaches are making, and I have a lot of respect for that. Let's go to the phones. Let's go up to Omaha. Joe, you're up next with Trev. Good evening. Good evening, guys. How are you doing, Trev? I'm doing well, Joe. How are you? I am good. Uh, the other day, uh, or the other week, I was able to attend Nebraska's uh, first wrestling duel, and then I turned around and went to the football game Saturday. So, try to support the program as much as I can. Hmm. kind of want to know, since the Big Ten is pretty much considered the premier wrestling conference. What sort of uh, plans or directions do we have for our wrestling program? Well, that's a great question, Joe. And uh, first of all, thank you for uh, making that commitment and supporting multiple programs. Um, you know, Mark has uh, done a great job as our head coach, and uh, wrestling is, is very important to the University of Nebraska. As you mentioned, it's a staple in the Big Ten. I can't imagine a, a conference that uh, has, uh, you know, anything remotely close to the Big Ten in terms of um, success. So I think we have a great facility. I, I, you know, I think we support our wrestling program at a real high level, and we'll work with Mark to continue to make progress to ensure that Husker wrestling is, uh, is at the very top. Obviously, with Iowa and Penn State and some of those other wrestling programs we're competing against the very best but I think we have really good coaches and a great commitment administratively so uh, really proud of, of our wrestling program and um, looking for them to continue to do great things. They don't have a home meet again until mid-January. They're gone for a long, long time. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a uh, of an odd schedule, frankly. Yeah. Buckle up, put the phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. Back to the phone we go. Pete in West Point. Good evening, Pete. You're up with Trev. Good evening. Hi, Pete. How you doing, sir? I'm doing okay. How are you tonight, Pete? Oh, just heading home from work. 
Yeah. Well, I'm not heading home from work yet because I'm talking to you, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Say, I wanted to kind of make a comment and then see what you think about it. You know, I've, I've wondered quite a bit, where did we go wrong in our football program? You know, and, and as I analyze a little bit, it seems like the further we got away from Tom Osborne's philosophies, not the option, but Tom Osborne's philosophies, his process, he knew exactly what worked for the state of Nebraska, for the climate, recruiting, so forth. Uh, we, we just started kind of a down downtrend. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't give Tom the respect he really deserves, but Tom knew exactly what it took at Nebraska to win, and uh, he proved it on the field, and I think he's a great coach, and I think we need to get back to some of his philosophies. And the other thing I wanted to bring up is, is a wise man told me one time, he said, control what you can control, don't worry about what you can't control. Hmm. So as you're going through this troubled times of picking a coach and a lot of stress and a lot of just do the best you can. That's all you can do, and you'll, you'll, you'll make the right decision. Keep the faith. Well, Pete, thank you so much. Uh, that means more to me than uh, you probably know. And uh, I'll tell you, I've had a lot of folks reach out and express, uh, you know, support and uh, a lot of prayers, and, and it's very meaningful to me. So thank you for, for uh, mentioning that, Pete. And I'll tell you, you know, back to, to Coach Osborne. Obviously, he's, uh, he's my guy. Um, you know, had a little common sense, didn't he? And, uh, you know, we've talked a lot, and I agree with you. You know, I'm not talking specifically about a, a type of offense. Offense, but it's why I've talked a lot about you know those small sort of fundamental things. And uh, I think when Nebraska had its greatest success, you know maybe we didn't think about or focus so much on what championship we were going to try to win. We we just really focused in on the stuff like you said that we could control. One thing we can control is we can control how physical we practice, how we play. We can control how we practice. We can control you know line of scrimmage and creating that type of culture of physicality and toughness. And uh, ultimately, in a game like football, that type of thing leads to the outcomes that we all desire. So I think that Coach Osborne just had a very strategic, um, you know, process about him. A lot of common sense based on the realities where we were located, and he found a way to be successful. And I don't disagree with you that those core fundamental things that defined us are things that need to define us even today. And that'll be certainly one of our goals as we move forward. Pete, thanks for the call. Let's go to Omaha next. And James, good evening. James, you're up with Trev. Mr. Alberts, thank you. Appreciate it. Hi, James. Um, I wanted to just ask you probably something that's a little off the radar for many people, something I think about when we look at the volleyball team, the football team, baseball teams, you know, I mean, pretty any, but any team within university doing their, their traveling, their preparation, what, if we have done any, um, since you've taken over, uh, kind of inspection or, or type of look have we done into like the nutrition, into the travel teams, because they obviously, well, they're kind of down to that foundation. They're not at that 10,000-foot view, but they are some of the critical components that go into ensuring the success of our athletes and our teams. Hmm. 
Well, James, um, it's a great point. First of all, thank you for calling. And secondly, you know, what, what you're saying is absolutely right. You know, I think uh, if you're not careful, um, it's easy sometimes to say, well, you know, if we just started winning, everything would solve all of our problems. The reality is, is um, again, it's not only like a football program focused on those key fundamental things in terms of operational success. That's the same thing administratively too, James. And so uh, I can assure you that, um, you know, we are uh, working very hard as an executive team and uh, audit's the wrong word, but I can assure you that, that when you've had some of the challenges we've had, the expectation is that there will be change. The expectation should be that we, we, we will reevaluate and um, uh, we will do that. We will hold ourselves accountable and uh, uh, I think we have a lot of really good things that are happening in areas like you're talking about, um, but now is the right time and we are reevaluating every single component of what we do on a day-to-day -day operation to ensure that what we're doing is is not only you know at an elite level, uh, but is modernized in its approach to ensure that we can be um, as competitively successful as we can. And then the other piece is this, um, you know, and I talk a lot about this. We have a lot of individual success and excellence, but are those pieces of excellence are they integrated? Are they collaborative? And do they have a strategic vision together? Because if you're not careful in a very complex and large organization, you can sort of forget that integration, which then doesn't maximize all of your collective abilities, right? So you have this individual excellence and this maybe in nutrition. Well, over here at NAPL or, or one of our other areas, if it's not integrated, we're really not activating all of our resources to the best of their ability. We're working on that, and uh, I think that'll be really important to the next head coach as well. James, appreciate the call. Chuck in Omaha weaving off of that. This is the biggest question of the night, Trev. Turkey or meatloaf or something else for Thanksgiving dinner? Oh, it's not even close. It's turkey. There you go, I mean, Chuck. Are you, you know, and, and dressing. The one thing I always ask myself, though, Greg, I mean, I'm, I'm, this, is, this is what I ponder. If you love turkey and Thanksgiving so much, why don't we have it more often? Right. Every three months or something. Six yeah, months. It, it, you don't just year. have it once a year. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, thanks for the calls. Keep them coming. 402-413-2400. Folks, if the Oscars return, the first or second half opening kickoff for a touchdown, you could win a $54,000 credit on a new vehicle from any Woodhouse Auto Family Leadership. A contestant gets chosen each week. We have one, two more games to go. Go to Huskers.com slash Woodhouse for the official rules and how to get yourself entered. We're back to wrap up our hour with Trev next. Back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, sponsored by Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. Just a few minutes left with Trev. Next hour, it's our football show for the week. And the interim head coach, Mickey Joseph, will be with us for the next 60 minutes to get your comments, questions ready for Coach Joseph. A text question for you, Trev, from Jake. Uh, can you give an update on any possible Memorial Stadium renovations? Yeah, Jake, thank you so much for the text, and uh, I'm, I'm glad somebody texted in about that. So I'll give you a little bit of an update, and then quite frankly what's going to happen is it's going to be very quiet for quite some time. So um, people may or may not know, but we issued an RFP for a program manager for all of this. That went through. We have made a selection. Uh, we also have signed a consulting agreement uh, with, with a group. And so we have our executive committee. So um, amongst all the other things that we're doing, we are working on, we've broken down 
down into committees and uh, our goal is by the middle of next summer is we're going to have a complete plan that we can present back to the university and a vision around not just Memorial Stadium but maybe even a little bit more broadly um, because as the Go Big process, uh, project comes online there's a lot of backfill opportunities within Memorial Stadium um, so we'll be working even with the academic side of the house on what some of their programming needs might be and so I'd really like to spend the time with our executive committee um, and with this group to come back with a holistic vision that contemplates everything. The survey directed it, the survey and all of the fans that responded to that. And so it's going to get kind of quiet here, but I want our fans to understand it doesn't mean we're just going to work now behind the scenes and the next time we go public with it, we'll have a pretty detailed plan around Memorial Stadium modernization. Very good. Buckle up, put the phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. Less than a minute left. No show tomorrow night because of basketball. What are your early thoughts on Fred Hoiberg's team? They're two and zero. Yeah, really proud of Fred and, and the coaching staff. I like the style. You know, we talked really uh, just like all of our programs, uh, having a program that represents Nebraskans. And I thought they came out. They play in defense. They're tough. Uh, they're gritty, finding ways to win. I thought the win against Omaha was really good. I think they took a step, you know, ahead after Maine. And uh, so, I'm looking forward to the season. Obviously, there's a lot of work to do there, but really pleased with the adaptability of Fred and the coaching staff. Thanks for coming in. Great to be here. Trev Alberts, our monthly show. We'll be back in December with him with another full hour.